Instead of a Monsters Monday, we're doing Monsters Tuesday. And also, instead of a Mailbag Monday, we're doing a Mailbag Tuesday. Uh, that's all coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you news, stories, uh, trials, tribulations, excitements, agonies, joys, ranting, etc. All of the above and more about your favorite team and mine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked On Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on youtube so uh, if you haven't hit the subscribe button over there i would super appreciate it if you have hit the subscribe button i appreciate you uh thank you for listening watching etc um you're all awesome today we are going to be uh, not locked on blue jackets but locked on cleveland monsters as we're gonna take a look at how the farm team is doing uh it's a heck of a lot better than last year, despite the fact that the Blue Jackets have all of their defensemen, um, or all most of their defensemen, I should say. Um, so let's start off with that. Actually, uh, current Blue Jackets, uh, or, excuse me, current Cleveland Monsters defensemen up with the team uh, are Gavin Berryther, Jay Christiansen, and uh, uh, Marcus Bjork. They also called up Tim Bernie, uh, who did warmups last night, uh, or not last night, excuse me. Yes, last night, Monday night, uh, against the Golden Knights, but did not play. Uh, and uh, they, until about an hour ago, they also had uh, Billy Sweezy. Um, so that's five of the Monsters' top six defensemen. The sixth guy being, of course, David Juracek. Um, So the Monsters have had to uh, had to adjust on the fly to that. Uh, they have signed a handful of guys to PTOs. They've called a handful of guys up from the ECHL, uh, but mostly their uh, their defense has been some guys. Uh, no, that's that's unfair to say. Um, Samuel Konasko has been with the team, uh, and he, I believe, is leading defenseman in points at the minute. Uh, Cole Clayton, who's been uh, solid for the Monsters for a couple of seasons now, and uh, Ole Julian Bjorkholm, who has uh, had the, uh, the honor of being one of the few guys to play in the AHL, go back to the OHL, and then return to the AHL because of uh, various COVID reasons. Um, so they have a handful of guys, but it's been it's been a weird one for the Monsters for a variety of reasons. They also got a handful, they've also lost a handful of their uh, forwards as well. Um, obviously, uh, Liam Foody was called up as well as uh, Trafik Polanski. Uh, Brendan Gaunt was up for a little while. Um Obviously, they've got the Emil Bemstrom was missing for a while. He's back with the Monsters and uh, is, I guess, starting out right where he left off. Uh, Carson Meyer also up with the Blue Jackets at the minute. So, uh, of the top five, of the top six scorers for the Blue Jackets, uh, four of them have been with the. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Of the top six scorers for the Monsters, four of them are either currently with the Blue Jackets or have been with the Blue Jackets. Um, Kirill Marchenko uh, 
not one of those guys. And Justin Richards, also not one of those guys. Um, Justin Richards, uh, five goals and 10 assists in 16 games. Kuromachenko, eight goals, eight assists in 14 games. So, you know, you've got to figure maybe one of those guys gets a call soon in the interest of, you know, trying to get something started with the offense. Um, I have really liked Trey Fuxwanski, uh in his time with Blue Jackets. We talked about that in yesterday's episode. Quietly impressed by Carson Meyer as well. And Brandon Gaunt is a guy that maybe will never play above the fourth line, but has uh, a really fun style of hockey that I like. Um, so the Monsters, very, very happy to have him back. Um, last season, the Monsters' leading scorer was a defenseman, Jake Christensen, currently with the Blue Jackets. But uh, I believe he led the team in scoring with, God, literally, I think it was like 45 points. Um, he had 45 points in something. Uh, he had 45 points, yeah, in 62 games, and he was their leading scorer. Um, the leading forward was Tyler Angle, who had 37 points in 71 games. So now when you look at the fact that uh, the Monsters have, I think, at least seven guys who have played more than 10 games are a point per game or better, Trafix Wolanski already has 22 points in 14 games for this team. Um, so very, very different from the monsters of last season who couldn't seem to score, who couldn't seem to get anything going um, and who couldn't seem to win games really. Um, In a minute, we're going to talk a little bit more about the monsters kind of as a whole and how they seem to be doing uh, in regards to the rest of the league. That's all coming up in just a minute. But first I've got to tell you about bet online because it's your number one source of sports, making information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer, esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. America is uh, moving forward in the World Cup. So if you want to put some money on that, then BetOnline is the place to do it. If you want to put some money on the Monsters uh, making the Calder Cup playoffs after missing out the last few seasons, you can do that at betonline.net as well. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline too. And if you're listening to a lot on Blue Jackets, I'm going to assume that you love sports podcasts. They are the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today, use your laptop or mobile device to go to betonline.net to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So let's talk about the Monsters in general, because like I said, they are doing uh, much better than last season. Um, last season, the Monsters finished near the bottom of the league. They were 29th of 31 teams. Uh, they had a record of 28, 35, 8, and 5. So for people who don't know how the uh, AHL works, um, they record wins, losses, uh, overtime losses, and shootout losses. So they separate those overtime and shootout losses separately. Um, but what this means is the Blue Jackets, uh, the Monsters, won 28 games and lost uh, almost 50. Uh, 48 games they lost. So not uh, not great. Comparatively... So far this season, uh, they are sitting at 17th in the league of 32 teams. So just about in the middle. They are third in their division. They are 9-6-0-2. Oh, uh, they have 20 points in 17 games. Uh, they've got a point percentage of 0-5-8-8. So they are looking much better. Um, and especially recently as well, uh, in the last 10 games, they are 6-2-0-2. Oh, so uh, in the last 10 games, they've managed to get points from eight of those. So uh, you love to see it. 
You love to see the Cleveland Monsters succeeding, and uh, they're succeeding especially somewhere that Blue Jackets fans might not be very used to where teams succeed. Uh, They're leading the league in power play percentage. They are at 33.9%. They have scored 21 power play goals in 62 opportunities, Um, which I knew that they were good. I didn't think they were this good. So uh, that's, that's really fun. Um, Unfortunately, they are kind of having the opposite effect on the penalty kill. They are, 30th in the league at 68.5%. But when your power play is that good, and this is something that, you know, uh, I talked a little bit about on uh, Monsters Musings when I was hosting that last season with Dean Weinheimer. Um, Would you rather have a good power play or a good penalty kill? And frankly, I think I'd rather have a good power play. And so the Monsters are doing everything right there. Like I said, 21 goals in 62 attempts. Uh, They've allowed two shorthanded goals in that time. But uh, it's pretty good to be a Monsters fan recently. Uh, Everything is happening. Everything is good for the most part. The players are scoring. The goalies are doing well, Um, especially considering the goalies have been kind of not necessarily thrust into into performances, but with Daniil Sarasov spending a bunch of time in the NHL, it has fallen to Jet Greaves, who has been... uh, Pretty good, like I said, for the Monsters. Uh, he is 3-3-2 um, three, three and two so far this season. Paul Chayan uh, has been backing him up. He is 3-3. Three and three. And uh, Daniil Tarasov also has three of the uh, wins so far this season. Or, excuse me, he has two wins so far this season. And Jonas Kupsov has the final win for this team. So the goalies have not been maybe as good as people would like them to, but they have been good enough for this team to win uh, is is the thing. And when the Monsters are scoring like they are, um, which, I mean, the Monsters are outscoring their opponents more often than they are not, uh, they are currently second in the division uh, in terms of goals for uh, with 68. Uh, that is good for... Sixth in the entire league. Uh, The only teams above them, Calgary, Syracuse, Bridgeport, Milwaukee, and Rockford. And uh, the current league leaders, Calgary, only have two more goals than them in an extra game. So, uh, like I said, they love to to score goals. Um, In terms of goals against, again, they kind of, it's a very, it's a very Blue Jacket system of, just we're just going to outscore their opponents, but where it doesn't super work for the Blue Jackets all the time, it's working for the Monsters right now. Uh, they currently allow the fifth most goals in the league, so it, like I said, it really balances out. Um, could it be better? Yes, but I'm not super upset at how any of the Monsters are playing. Um, they just got a uh, done with a home and home against the Toronto Marlies, I believe. Uh, They went one and one in that time. They, uh, like I said, it was uh, was kind of a weird one. They won 5-1 in the most recent game, but I believe they lost the game before that, again, to the Marlies uh, in, it was a a 4-1 loss. So they lost 4-1 and then went on to score uh, 5-1, excuse me. Like, Sure, why not? Um, 
Same thing with the Rocket. They won 7-3. They lost 5-4. Uh, they won. They lost. They won. They lost. Like, that's that's the the, the story of weekends at the minute. You know, it's they win one, they lose one. 9-6 and six is not a great record, but it is a record that's good enough to get them into the playoffs. Uh, their next game is Thursday against the Rochester Americans, and then they play again on Saturday against the Rochester Americans, um, who are currently not doing great. Um, they are... Oh, excuse me, not doing great. Uh, they are sitting... Second in the division. I was reading the wrong thing. Um, it is 10-6-1-1. One, one. So they only have one more win than the Monsters. They've played one more game, uh, but they are beating them in in the standings by literally two points. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. I think this could be a really good test for the Monsters. Maybe they'll get uh, a defenseman or two back from the Blue Jackets soon, and that will... Uh, definitely help in terms of the monsters being a little bit more defensively sound and helping out their goalies more. Um, So yeah, it's a lot more fun to be a monsters fan than it is to be a blue jackets fan at the minute, I think. So if you haven't paid attention to the monsters, then this is me telling you to do so because they are fun as heck and will probably only get more fun as they start getting guys back as the blue jackets get healthy. So in a minute, we are going to go to our mailbag questions. Um, We don't have a ton this season but we do have some fun ones so that's coming up in just a minute on locked on blue jackets um first question obviously a lot of the problems this year are injury based what sort of moves would you like them to be looking at at the trade deadline to get the most out of what they have without burning the future this is a weird one um because usually guys that get targeted during trade deadline are guys that are on expiring contracts Current Blue Jackets on expiring contracts. Gus Nyquist, Igor Chinikov, uh, Matthew Olivier, Trafix Wolanti, Carson Meyer. Those last four guys are um, going to be RFAs. Gus, Gus Nyquist will be a UFA at the end of the season. And then uh, same story with the defense. Uh, Vlaslav Gavrikov is going to be a UFA. Uh, he's got an expiring contract. And then uh, the other Blue Jacket defenseman on expiring contract, Gavin Bayrou, uh, it's going to be a UFA, and then Tim Bernie, Marcus Bjork, Jacob Christensen, all on uh, expiring RFA contracts. I believe those are all entry-level contracts. Yunus uh, Corposalo is maybe an interesting name uh, for UFA, uh, for, for trade deadline movements. Uh, he is on a one-year contract at the minute, $1.3 million. Um, If a team needs goalie help, then they could probably do worse than uh, than picking up you know, a guy like Jonas Corposalo, who's been pretty solid for the Blue Jackets so far this season. Um, it's tough to say what the Blue Jackets are likely to do. I could see them trading all three of those guys. Um, I wouldn't like them to trade Gus Nyquist. I wouldn't like them to trade Gavrikov. Uh, of those three guys, I think Gavrikov might be the guy that's most likely to get traded. But um, I would like to see Gus Nyquist return next season, maybe with a slightly cheaper contract, but especially, you know, he's, he's 33 at the minute. But... He's on the top line. He's producing. Um, honestly, he feels like a really good target for teams that maybe need a little bit of uh, have some cap space and need some bolstering to their offense uh, in the upcoming playoffs. Um, a second, more pessimistic follow-up question to that is: What do I think they will do? Honestly, I think they trade all three of those guys um, if they can get you know 
I could see them maybe getting a first round pick for Gus Nyquist. I don't think they'll get a first round pick for Savard. Uh, Savard, wow, that was extremely Freudian. Um, a first round pick for Gavrikov or Gorpasalo. But if they could get like a second round pick for Vladislav Gavrikov, I would be pretty happy with that. Gorpasalo, I think, could go either way. I could see him getting a first round pick if the team is in super bad need of goaltending. I could see him getting maybe a third round pick. If not, and they just want a guy to uh, back up that is not a uh, a rookie or a guy that's a million years old. So if they could get, you know, if they trade all three of those guys and they can get a first, a second, and a third, like, I think that would be that would be pretty okay. Um, Yamo is a wizard. Um, if he can somehow swing two first-round picks and a second for those three guys, like, that, that could be really, really fun. Um, final question. What will it take for hockeys to learn that it's actually worthwhile to get your young players experience and mess around with lines, time on ice, etc. when you're already losing? So I have mixed res- have mixed feelings about this. Like on the one hand, yes, if you're already losing, it is not going to hurt your game to have those guys get more meaningful ice time. You know, if you're losing by three goals or whatever, then throw Ken Johnson out there, for example. We'll use Ken Johnson in this, in this scenario um, because... He's not going to make it worse. However, and I've realized that this is something that has kind of come up in the past few con- the past few um, conversations I've had with people or conversations I've had on this podcast of hurting development, hurting confidence. Um, and I do think that there are players out there that are not as confident as Kent Johnson, that I think if you're throwing them out there in the last you know period of a game and you're down by three and they're going up against... God, I don't know, Sidney Crosby, for example, Austin Matthews, uh, Connor McDavid, pick any, like, superstar player. Uh, I don't know that that helps your development, especially with a really young player that maybe is dealing with some confidence issues, dealing with, you know, they're already not getting the ice time. And I wonder if, you know, throwing them out there against a guy like Connor McDavid, for example, um, Sure, it's not going to hurt the team. It could hurt the player's confidence, especially if, you know, Conor McDavid does Conor McDavid things and, like, burns him and, you know, hey, welcome to the NHL. Here's your your defensive laps played on a million highlight reels until the end of time. So, on the one hand, I agree. I do think it's worthwhile for young players to get more ice time, get play higher in the lineup when you're already losing, if the team is already bad. However, I think there's a way to do it that is not necessarily um there's not there's not a way there's a way to do it that's not necessarily super helpful and i worry about that being the way that Brad Larson especially um will will try to develop his players if that makes sense um i want to talk a little bit more about this actually because i think this is a super exciting uh, a super interesting question excuse me um so that's what we're going to do tomorrow i think is we're going to take a, another look at this question specifically Break it down a little bit, uh, look at who could be helped by getting more ice time on the Blue Jackets, who could be hurt by getting more ice time on the Blue Jackets in various situations. Uh, and that's going to be tomorrow's episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode, for making it your first listen of the day, uh, for making Locked on Blue Jackets your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. We are on YouTube. If you have not hit subscribe yet, please, please, please feel free to do so. It helps me out. It helps you out. Everybody wins. Um, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. 
If you have comments, questions, criticisms, if you have questions for a future mailbag, feel free to email them. Uh, we are lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.